I'm Guy Training. I'm Allison Hi. And this is Tech Edge. And today we're going to start with some tips about using your iPad. And I'm going to talk about two tips, as uh, I try to always do. I'm going to talk about using your passcode and why you should. And the second thing, I'm going to talk about my preference about locking your screen. And the way you set the passcode is you go into your settings. And then in your settings, you go into passcode. And my passcode, if you look here, my passcode is on. Sorry. And I can go to it. And it asks me again to enter my passcode. It doesn't allow anybody else to change your passcode, which again protects you. And I can change my passcode. So I can create a new one. Let's say this one. And you have to enter it twice. You can turn it off or you can turn it on just by clicking there on top. And again, right now I'm turning it off. And if I want, I can now turn it on. So you can change it as you go along. And the other thing is, how often do you want your passcode to come up? Mine is set for one hour. That seems to be a pretty good time. But you want to think about it. You don't want it to come up every time, because that's a hassle if you're giving your iPad to somebody else. Most of you know, if you've ever held an iPad, that when you turn it around, it adjusts to the upside. So this is up going this way and this way. Now, most apps on the iPad function a little bit better. Uh, horizontally. So this is my preferred uh, way of holding it. And what I like to do most of the time is lock the screen in that position. There are two ways to lock the screen. The lock rotation. Okay. So right now lock rotation is set on on. And this is the side switch. So we have two buttons on the side. One is a, a small button on top that has an on off. And the second one is the volume button. You can set the on-off button to do one of two things, either to lock the rotations or to mute, having two things do the same exact function. So the lock rotation button right here on top, and I'm going to show you where it is, right here is a better choice, at least for me, because I do like to lock my screen and keep it at a horizontal position for almost everything that I do. These were a few tips, and now we're going to talk a little bit about apps that you can use in your classroom with your kids, and Allison's going to tell us about some math apps. Yeah, the first one that we're going to talk about is called Clockmaster, and this is an app that you can use to help your kids understand how to tell time. Uh, the second one that we're going to use is multiples. You can decide on the factor that they want to work with as well as with dividing. After that, we're going to be talking about Puppet Pals HD, and this is a great app that you can use for storytelling. And the last thing that we're going to wrap up with is called EduCreations. And this is an app that teachers can use for creating lessons. And they can use it to present in class, or they can send it and share it with their students to work on individually. The first thing that we're going to go to today is called Clockmaster. And you can see that when it comes up, you can select down at the bottom, it says 2x, and it'll bring it to the full screen. So the great thing about this app is that you can actually set who your player is. I'm down here along the bottom. It says settings, players, advice, info, and progress. And these settings are more for teachers if you're using it in your classroom. Um, you can set the difficulty, easy, medium, or hard, depending on your student. You can decide what kind of clock you want. 
and you can go through and see the rest of these that you can kind of decide what works best for your children. The next thing that you can do is set your players. I have a few players here, but I'm gonna go ahead and add another one so that way I can show you how to do this. So you put your name in and then you hit done. So this is the player that's gonna be working today. Um, along the bottom as well, you can look at advice. Here's some advice for teachers, for parents on how to use this app, some extra information. And then the thing I really like is this called progress. And what you can do after you've done the, the program is that you can report to someone. So if a student had this for homework, they could complete the app, do the, do the projects, and then they could send it to their teacher. And now I'm actually ready to play. So I can go in, and what I will be working on is telling what time it says. So you can see the clock moves along, and right now it's showing 4.30. So what I need to do is move these up and down to the correct time. So you can see, it's fairly easy to do, and then you hit check. And then it tells right away if you've gotten it correct, it says right. So if I were to go on to my next, and the clock now says 5.45, if I were to say this and I've hit check, it tells me I missed it because I didn't change my clock around, and it will show you the exact time, the correct. Down at the bottom shows your progress, and once the student is done, that's when they can go ahead and send their progress to their teacher. Now that you come to this section that shows your score, this is where you can go in, and just like we showed you before, you can email that progress to whoever it is that you need to email it to. So we'll go ahead and email it to Guy if he were our teacher. And you can see that in this window as well, you can switch between your students, so you can actually have multiple students. Again, this is called Clockmaster, and this is a free app that you can find at the iTunes store. This app is actually right along the same lines as Clockmaster, and it uses the same reporting. So what you can see is up here, just the same as the Clockmaster. Once you're familiar with the Clockmaster, you'll be able to use this just as easily. The settings, the players, advice, info, and progress. Again, you can email the progress to your teachers or whoever it is that you want to email to. If we were to go in and we play, um, one thing that you can do, you can see that this is the apples. This one is actually showing you the visual aid along with the work. So if you say one times two, you're gonna know it shows up here that the answer would be two. Right here, you can choose which multiple you wanna work with. So five times two, and it will show you the visual, it's gonna be 10, and the apples turn green to let the students know that they've gotten it correct. So we'll go down here, four times two, we could count the apples, or we could already know, eight. Two times two, be four. And then our last one, you'll see that the three times two is six. Again, it will show you your score. You can either report this, or one thing I really like about this app is that you can decide what you want your students to work on. Again, you could use this as homework. You could use this in the classroom. For students who maybe finish early, you could have them keep working on the same projects. Um, you can decide if you want to multiply or divide. You can choose that here. You can decide if you want to use the apples or you just want to use the part and the whole. And I'll show you what that looks like. This time, let's work with focus of three as our factors. You can also use 6 to 10, 11 to 15 for your higher students, and also you can choose your range. So let's go ahead and stick with this. Go up here and we'll click Done. We're going to play again, and you're going to notice that it's changed. What we're playing has changed. 
So 4 times 3, your student can collect it. 2 times 3, again it reports back as what you got. You can go up here, you can send your work, you can scroll through your students, and send that to whoever it is that you need to do that with. And the nice thing here is, just like the previous app, you don't just get accuracy, you get the time factor. So you can start figuring out how long it takes your student to get there. So that is another app, and uh, I think it's fantastic. It's the first time I've seen it, and I think that's one of those things that you can use in your classroom very, very easily. So the first two apps we looked at were math apps and were iPhone and iPod apps. They're fantastic because they can cross between devices, but there's a certain advantage to iPads. So the next one will be? The next one we're going to talk about is that Puppet Pals. Um, it's Puppet Pals HD. So this is actually made for iPad, which allows for it to have a lot more sophisticated applications. Um, and this is one that we're going to use for writing. And this is called Puppet Pals HD. I like this app because I know that when I was teaching, I had a few resistant writers. So what I thought that this would be nice for are those students who are a little bit resistant to writing. You could have them write a story, and then they could act it out. So what you'll see, I'm actually going to go back. It loads up, and it says Puppet Pals. You can either go to your Save Shows, you can upload more characters, or you can go ahead and press start. I'm going to go ahead and press start today so you can kind of see what this is all about. The first thing it says for you to do is to choose up to eight actors. Um, you can choose from their given actors or you can upload your own photos. So that's kind of a nice application for the students who want to create their own personalized stories. So I'm just going to uh, pick a couple of my characters here and you can see that they come up over on the side. So the next thing you're going to do is hit this next button. And then you can choose up to five backgrounds because you can actually change your background as the story goes through. Another nice feature is that you can upload your own photos for the background. I'm going to just pick this one right here. I'm just going to pick one for right now. You will see that it comes up and you have a stage, you have your background. Up at the top has back if you want to go back and change anything. Here is our record button because what you can actually do is record your story with voice. So what your students can do is actually read their story as they move the characters around on their background. If you want to move the screen a little closer, so that way you don't have as much stage in the background, you can do that. I like that better than with the stage person. Pretty neat application here. Yeah. Um, before we move that, I'm actually going to move my characters off stage, so that way. Stage I, right. Stage right, stage left. So you can start with the background. And your students, as they work, can bring in their characters. You can see that you can move them around as you like. You can do whatever you wish with them. So what you can do is up here, if you push record, it actually starts recording your voice and the character movements. Well, good morning. Good morning. What are you going to do today? I'm going to go fight. I'm a knight. OK. Who are you going to fight? All of the bad people. So you can see that the students can really move these around and get creative with this. They can record for just about as long as they like until their story's done. If you push stop, you can actually see that it shows you can either play it, you can go back to recording, so if they need to take a break to flip their pages, or to think of more details, they can do that as well. I'm going to go ahead and push play so you can see that it has the voice as well. And the character movements. Good morning. 
knight. I'm a knight. So you can see that as this works, it goes through. And as long as you touch the screen, it takes you right back. So you can keep recording where you left off. Do you have saved shows? I don't have any saved shows on there. Oh. But if you did have saved shows, this is where it would be. It would show up. And what you could even do is have each person in your class come up with their own story. And then you could hook this up to a projector and actually publish those stories that your students make. And that would be actually a lot of fun. The next thing that we're going to talk about is called EduCreations, and this app is specifically for teachers. Um, this app will allow teachers to create their own lessons and also share those lessons either on YouTube, they could mm -hmm. mail those to parents, or post those for student use. And this is really important for us because we want to show you apps that work with kids, but apps that work with teachers for teachers that will help you plan, organize, and teach better. The last app I'm going to show you today is actually a really nice app for teachers. It's called EduCreations. And as we go to it, you can see that I already have a lesson saved here. This app is for teachers to use. They can create this at home. They can create this as they actually teach a lesson in the classroom. So let me show you what this is. Up at the top, it says New Lesson. It also says share this app if you want to share it with other educators. We're going to go right over here to this new lesson. You will see that it comes up. We can always go back to the menu. It has our colors here. I'm going to go ahead and pick a blue. So what you can see is that you can actually write. It's like a whiteboard. So you can write, show your students what you want to do. But the nice thing that I really like about this is that you can record. Again, this will record your voice as well as the movements on the iPad. So you can see that if I were to record this, I could be using my app to use in a math class. For a very strong second grader. <laughs> exactly. So as I'm writing, it's recording my voice and also my movements. So you can see that no matter what you write on here, it's going to save it. So we can stop that. And I'm going to take you back to the main menu, and I want to show you a lesson that I went ahead and made. So a nice thing that you can use this app for, I'm going to go ahead and push play, is it actually shows how to use the numbers. So the teacher could be in the back explaining. Also, she could also send this lesson to students. So if a student had an iPad at home, she could send this lesson to them, and as they did their homework, they could have a quick reminder of how to work. Or parents. Or parents. Because as a parent to a young uh, second graders, sometimes I look at the way they're doing math and it's not exactly the way I was taught. So I'm wondering, what is the teacher doing? Why is my child writing those tens? Because when I was growing up, we wrote only the nines. I understand why now, but a short video like that, and it can take exactly two or three minutes, can help parents really grasp what are you aiming at, how it's done, in action and not just in one of those notes that get sent home that sometimes are a real challenge to understand, okay, why, what are they doing here? So this is a way to share it with a wider audience. A great thing about this is that you don't have to use it just in elementary schools either. This can be something that high schoolers use. They can complete a lesson and show their teacher their work. I know that's a big thing, especially when the problems get a little more complicated, showing how you got to your answer is pretty big. So they could do this and they could share it with their teacher to show their work. And this so email it. would email this movie 
or a link to the movie to uh, anybody else and the movie itself will be loaded on iTunes. One more thing that I want to show you in this app, I'm going to go to a new lesson. This right here is from is for a picture. You can actually upload any kind of picture that you want to put on your lesson. Again, this is another free app. It's called Edu Creations, and you can find this at the iTunes Store as well. What makes you choose a, an app? What do you think makes a good app? I know that for me, being an educator in the room and also working at home with my iPad, I like to have something that the kids can use at home, something where I can get that feedback right away, and also something that's easy, something I can go right into the classroom and use right away. Um, I know that for me, using an iPad is fairly new, so something that's too tough is just I don't have the time for it. So that kind of makes, makes and, it important. And for me, there are a few things that have to be there that really help make a good app. And this is a, maybe a message to all the people who make apps. The first thing is it's got to work and it's got to work every time. So it can't be one of those apps that keeps closing down when you try it out because something is going wrong. So make sure you don't have anything go wrong with it. Try it a few times, make sure every time. And all the apps we, we're looking at today do that. They, they never close down on us. They're simple and they do what they're supposed to do. The second thing I really like having if I'm a teacher and I'm sending my kids to do something is the ability to have a teacher report. How long? What is the score? How many correct? And it has to be in a way that doesn't allow kids to cheat. The other thing that I really want to have is I don't want to have too many options. I want to have the right options, but I don't want to have so many options that I'm trying to figure out and the child when they're playing with it and trying to get it going, they have so many options that they get lost in the app. And that's one of the things that I really like about apps is that they're simple, they have one main thing they're doing.